Hello, Wear Many Hats listeners. Um, great to have you all back for another podcast. This is episode 25, and it's great to have you all here. Bit of housekeeping. Um, make sure you watch out for our new podcast, Wear Many Hats Risings, which will be coming to you very shortly. If the first episode has already dropped, make sure you tune in for the second one because it's going to be just as good. Another fantastic episode for you here today. We are joined by Brock Burgess, Head of Property Management at CLS Holdings PLC. Hello, Brock. He's laughing because I got his name. Good right. afternoon. Yeah, well, indeed, indeed, it's Burgess. Burgess. It is, it yeah. is. And it's CLS Holdings PLC, indeed, a fabulous FTSE 250 listed firm. It is. And the worst thing, listeners, I practiced his surname about 10 times before we started the podcast. So I do apologize, Brock. That's fine. Black mark for you. Yeah, black mark for me. He's going to give me a slap later in pub. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. right great to have you here brock how My, are you doing very well very well you're sweating uh, profusely because of course it's a million degrees outside and the central line hasn't been aircond yet exactly exactly you know if you if you listen to one of our podcasts actually we had a very interesting chat with a gentleman from tfl yes about yes. clay yes and the fact that it's far too yeah can't absorb any more heat exactly yeah. so you listened no, I actually listened to somebody in the lift coming up. Oh, right. <laughs> I retained that bit of information for two minutes. Right, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, listen, thank you for joining us. Um, we'll get straight on with the first question, which is a really, really easy one. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your career journey in facilities management. Career journey, well, it was better than the journey here. Um, <laughs> so I started working for Broadgate Estates Limited, crikey, uh, back in late 2000s, um, and I joined because of a guy called Barry Winfield, right. who fundamentally was the MD. Yeah. I'd done a real estate master's at Westminster University, great place, and um, I went to see Barry for a chat about the Broadgate Estate because I was writing a dissertation, and 20 minutes later he said, do you want a job? Really? I went, yeah, that sounds great because I've not got one. I didn't have one to go to, <laughs> okay. and I didn't want to go into one of the big sort of consultancy firms. Yep. So I joined the Broadgate Estates as a property manager and looked after a hundred new Bridge Street, wow. which was a wholly occupied Baker McKenzie building just down from St. Paul's. Um, yeah. And that was hit the ground running, get on and sort it out. Yeah, so a little bit sink or swim, effectively. 100% sink or swim, and the Thames really? was nearby, so I could go and drown myself <laughs> If you had a very difficult day. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit how um, your career has moved on since then and, and how it's panned. Well, uh, you know, Broadgate was all about training you and you had to know how to do absolutely everything. We were very lucky that we had engineering managers, fabric managers, yep. you know, great people to work with, but we had to have an understanding as to what was going on. Yeah. The Rolls-Royce of property management, yeah. I still look back fondly. But I'm now head of property management at CLS Holdings PLC, another little plug for them. Yes. And that's 33 wholly owned buildings, which we manage ourselves. Yep. So asset management, facilities management, and property management is all done by us. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, from 100 New Bridge Street running around not having a bloody clue to yeah. running a team of six and having a clue has yeah. been a nice journey. It's been yeah. good. So what did you do in between? Were there any, any anything? Because obviously that's that's quite a big job straight, and another big yeah. job. Was there anything in between that you, you know, where you worked and you learn different skills and things like that to help you on your career journey? Absolutely. So I did 100 New Bridge Street um, yep. for the Broadgate Estate. Then I went to 155 Bishopsgate, which was 600,000 square feet. I know 155, yeah. Great building. Yeah, lovely. Horizontal skyscraper, yep. beautifully built, solid as a rock and magnificent tenants and some yep. pretty cool things done there. Yep. So a lot of learning curves, you know, how to deal with angry people, yes. how to deal with a power outage when we had a UPS, which yes. didn't work. Okay. Uh, traders going off their nuts because they couldn't make any money, uh, right. <laughs> throwing things at you. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tullet Prebon. Um, I don't know. How can I describe them? I 
can't swear during this podcast, but you wouldn't like to be in a darkened alley with those <laughs> lot. And yeah, so that was customer service yeah. at its best. And then I went and worked for a little family office, right. which is really interesting. So high net worth individual managing yeah. their commercial and residential. Really? Yeah, that was interesting because um, you're dealing with people. Um, yeah. And it's really personal when yeah. you're doing stuff. And you have to be a jack of all trades, so you do need to wear many hats yeah. Um, yeah. in that role. Thanks for the plug. I knew you'd like it. Uh, I've been thinking about how I could get that in. Yeah, so that was the run-up. And then I joined um, CLS in 2020 during lockdown. So yeah. um, it was great to then get back into that big sort of larger company environment. Yeah. And I've been there ever since. Small blip. Yeah. Went to CBRE. Sorry, guys, you weren't for me. Um, <laughs> although I met some lovely people there. Fantastic. And then back at CLS again. Oh, fantastic. So um, you've been head of property management for how long now? Uh, I took over that role in November last year. Right, okay. So, yeah, I was senior property manager before. Yep. Um, so, again, managing the team, looking after a big property portfolio. Yeah. But now I manage more people and less buildings. Right, okay. I don't know which is better. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So how do you, um, how, how do you find managing people then? Because... That's that's probably one of the the most interesting skill sets that I think you have to learn in facilities management. Um, have, did you find that challenging? Do you, do you enjoy that? You know, what do you think is good about it? Oh, if there's a guy called Jack Kelly listening to this, I think he works for GPE now. Um, he would have said I was a terrible manager when I was at Broadgate Estates. <laughs> I have okay. no idea what to do, yeah. and they just kind of threw you into it. Um, yeah. And I remember the engineering manager there, Gordon Styles, in no uncertain terms, told me how to behave and what to do. Yeah. So you kind of get. I don't know, you move and you sort of alternate yourself as to who you're working with. Yeah. That was back in those days where we had to wear a shirt and a tie and all the rest of it. Now yeah. it's about people, you yeah. know, how they work, what they do, what their needs and requirements are. It's not about come in, work, piss off. Um, yeah. It's about come in, engage with them, turn them on and get them to do stuff. Yeah. So a lot of my time is spent developing them right. personally and professionally. You know, yeah. how are they going to progress within the industry and how are we going to get them to be better people yeah. as well as how are we going to get them to manage the bloody buildings? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's a challenge. Uh, yeah, of course. And also to just find the people with the right mindset. So right. I think I'm probably much better than I was when I was wet behind the years. Yeah, yes. But it's, it's something that you think that you've developed over time. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. And tolerant. And tolerant. Yes. Well, tolerance is is, is an important thing. <laughs> Very much so. You've got to listen yeah. a lot um, yeah. and be delicate when you tell people that they're disappointing you. But, yeah. um, you know, all in all, I think I'm probably all right these days. Yeah. Me and my colleague had a very interesting conversation about patience today, actually. We had a very good one, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did it go? <laughs> oh, no, no, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad patient. It wasn't the, the, you know, I think there's two kinds of patience conversations. There's the bad one. Yes. And then there's the good one. Yes. It was the good one. Good. It was the good patience conversation. Yeah. Um, so it went well. Okay. So what inspired you to, because obviously you talked about getting a degree in real estate. Yes. Um, so what, what inspired you to go down that route and go for a career in facilities management? I think like loads of us, we go to uni, we have no idea what we're going to do. You know, we get told to go off and do a degree. Mine yeah. was history and management. I mean, what on earth are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. Uh, came to London, bummed around, and then decided to go off and do a real estate um, degree at Westminster because it was RICS, Royal Institution of Chartered yeah, Affairs, yeah, Ricks, yeah. approved. So for me, that then gave me the big tick in the box because I sort of done a professional master's. Yeah. And that then allowed me, should I have chosen to do earlier, but I did a bit later, to do my APC, to so yeah. then become MRICS. Yes. Right. I think it's hugely important for what I do because you can look people in the eyes when you go into meetings to discuss various things and they see those initials after your name yeah. and they take you seriously. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have it, sometimes you've got somebody who's got FRICS and they just think you're a little bit out of your depth. Right. But you are able to then go, now, hang on a second, pal. Yeah. I'm on the same level as you. 
yeah. we can have a one-to-one conversation. And I think it helps. Builds credibility. Builds credibility. Yeah. Um, you're then a professional. Um, of yeah. course, we're all professionals, but yeah. you're a member of a profession. Professional which body. I, yeah, yeah, which I think is super important. Um, and that's the one I've chosen to be a member of. There are others. Yes. Um, IWFM, which yeah. some of my colleagues are members of. But for me, it was Rick's. Yeah. And it stood me in good stead. Really? So you would say that that, that element of professional development is very important and it's, been, it's really helped you throughout your career? 100% because you've got to do CPD. So you've got to do yeah. your continuous professional development. If you're not a member of a professional body, you probably don't do that. Yeah. You just go in, you do your job probably very well. Yeah. You're not picking up on a whole load of things. And yeah. I've got to do, oh, I don't get pulled up in this, 20 hours a year yeah. of development myself, right. which then keeps me in tune with what's going on, whether it be the Building Safety Act, yeah. changes in service charge codes, et cetera. Yeah. If I didn't have to do that, I'd probably let it slip. Okay. So does that does that sort of build into things like networking and things like that as well? Does that, does that help you network within the profession? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yep. if you're a ferocious networker, which I'm not, yeah, 100%, you can go to loads of RICS things. Right. The property world is incestuous. Yes. Everybody knows everybody. Um, I'll be having people throwing darts at my face at CBRE from what I said <laughs> earlier on, but I love them all. Um, yes. And there are a lot of Broadgate people working there. So yeah. you never know who you're going to come up against next. Yeah. So listeners, never piss people off. Yeah. Um, just, you know, always make sure that you keep that network going. Yeah. LinkedIn's also pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how this came about so it is yeah ricks any professional industry body um is a good thing yeah so 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 core piece of advice really for people starting their careers yes. make sure you leave the door open leave you know? the door open don't hack people off yeah um leave with a smile on your face and and, yeah. all, and do network yeah and, and do go to things i mean everybody's got an open door um regardless of what you do everyone welcomes you in and there's loads of stuff going on for yeah. the younger members of the world Okay, that's really interesting. So moving on to a bit of technology. Yes. Um, based on your experience and the years you've had in the industry, how do you see artificial intelligence affecting what you do over the next five years? Well, I did actually just think about this when I was coming in on the tube. Yeah. AI can do loads of stuff. Yeah. Let's think about chat GPT. You can yes. ask it how to run, run a building. Yeah. But it's not a person. Yes. And property and facilities are about people. Agreed. You know, we manage the buildings. The building is fundamentally an asset. So it's quite good for initial stuff. Maybe you've got to log a help desk inquiry or you're ordering a coffee from the barista and reception. Yeah. But then you need to go and interact with a human being. Yes. So I think we can use it in tandem with humans because that's what property is all about. Yeah. How many times have you been pissed off when you've tried to sort a customer service thing out? Yeah. All you've got is an app. Yeah. That doesn't work in property. Yeah, yeah. I th- I, you know, the amount of times when you're at home just dealing with your own personal yeah. things and you're trying to ring the bank and you've got to get through 1,500 questions from some automate, it becomes really frustrating. Yes. So, so I completely understand that. I, c- I could see how, you know, individuals that are working in a property, if, if, if that AI element kind of took over, yeah. I think people would be, just become so frustrated. Because, oh, they would. I mean, I just yeah. tried to return a package the other day, which didn't rock up at the flat. Yeah. Pe- people I bought it from are not interested. So you then go to the online thing. Yeah. It's, it's nonsense. Yeah. If Can you imagine doing that if you had water pouring through your ceiling in your office <laughs> and you're talking to some bloody robot? It wouldn't be interested. You need a person. So yeah. AI 
for certain things, like maybe motion sensors around the buildings, you can detect um, occupancy levels. Yep. So you can therefore adjust air con, you can right. do cleaning rotors, um, et cetera, et cetera, which makes it a more efficient building I'm a yep. big fan of. Yeah. But if you all of a sudden remove people from a building, you know, if I'd walked in here and there was no receptionist and the yep. computer had broken down, I would yes. have never got upstairs. Yeah, true. If the Wi-Fi had gone down or something like that. Oh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yes. Okay, so, so just, just kind of staying with that, do mm-hmm. you think that, AI and technology can help buildings become more safer. Do you think that that's something that could that, that it could help with? I don't know. Well, AI is is a good thing, and it can yeah. do an awful lot of things that people can do. Yeah. And yes, you can have remote monitoring, and you can have access control. If we're talking about safety, you can have fire detection, yeah. which can send out messages. Uh, we've got a company we use SmartVarten for um, leak detection because it's yeah. effectively just sort of AMRs on top of our water meters. Yeah. And it does an awful lot more than give us readings. Yeah, I think all of that is good. Right. And we can use all of that. You know, I'm looking at my mobile phone down here. It's a great thing. But actually, I'm not talking to you through that. That's true. I'm talking to you face to face. Yeah. So yes, but no, we need people. That personal connection. Correct. It's always going to be required. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for your input on that. Um, One of the big things at the minute, um, you know, in the world of facilities management is obviously environmental, social and governance. ESG, yes. Yes, ESG, ESG in capitals. Uh Um, What's your view on that and how do you see that progressing in the industry? Well, ESG is an interesting one. I'm just, I wrote some notes down actually about that. Right. I mean, from my perspective, it's great. Yeah. Buildings have to be efficient yeah. and they need to be green. Uh, we've got a net zero carbon pathway that we're working to at CLS. Right. And for us, that's easy because, yeah. you know, we've got the capital to be able to do it. So we can invest millions of pounds, which we're doing, yeah. into improving the buildings, whether it be EVPV, right. taking gas out, putting electricity in, whether it be a water heater or whatever. That's all fine. Yeah. Because the EPC ratings are going to change and right. buildings will not be lettable if they do not meet a certain target. Okay. That's fine for us. Yes. But it's not so fine for the smaller landlords who are going to have yeah. redundant assets, which they simply cannot let. Yeah. So we need to be mindful that what we're trying to do is achievable. Mm. Uh, we're going through Briam at the moment, um, and it's very difficult. It's very costly, mm. and it takes a long time. So, you know, I would say if there's anybody in this environment who is within the legislative side, yeah. just be mindful that what you do is good, yes. but it's bloody difficult to implement. Um, yeah. From a social perspective, we're all over that. We've yep. just got to make sure that the buildings are inclusive yep. um, and the design that we do in our receptions in certain areas, it's not just nice, it's got to be tactile. You know, you've yep. got to have different colors and all the rest of it because yep. you do have a lot of different users. Yeah, yeah, of So it's, it's, it's big for us. For me, it's about just reducing that carbon emission. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned Bream earlier. Bream, yes. Bream. I don't know what that is. I'm showing my naivety. That's there. okay. And there may well be listeners that, that don't as well. Could yeah. you explain? So an EPC is obviously an energy rating. Bream yeah. just takes that a whole level up. Right. So it's about assessing a building for its overall efficiency. Okay. And we use it in particular because we've got properties in France and Germany. So Bream can be used for the French buildings as well as the German buildings as well as ours in the UK. So it's like an interna- internationally recognized... It's an internationally right. recognized standard yeah. which will allow you to go... I'm going to be screwed here because I can't remember the ratings. No, it's fine. um, Poor all the way up to excellent, and there's everything in the middle there. But Mm. you just have to go through an awful lot of hoops and hurdles. Yeah. For sake of example, you know, what's your water consumption, uh, energy consumption, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what's your social environment like in the building? What are you doing for your occupier? So it just encompasses the whole place. Yeah. And that's good. 
if you've got money. Yes. It's not great if you haven't got the money. Um, and that's something that, you know, we talk about all the time in CLS because you yeah. don't want a redundant asset. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and you know, trying to utilize it or put those things in place could just be pie, pie in the sky for some landlords, some people. It could, absolutely. you know, we, we could potentially create a scenario whereby, you know, a lot of landlords go out of business. Yes. Um, which obviously doesn't help the economy. Yes. So, so you're saying, you know, what you're kind of saying is let's have a, probably a slowed down approach to it or make sure the legislation is taking into account those elements. Well, you know, Briam changes all the time. You know, there's version six, version seven, version eight. You know, they just go on and on and really? on. Right, okay. Um, we're in version six at the moment. Yeah. And it's, you know, we want to make sure that all of our buildings are as efficient as possible. Yeah. But within the boundaries of being able to do it, um, yeah. And it costs a small fortune to do it. Right. Um, I won't say how much, but... Um, yeah, you can tell us in the public. I will, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The random drinks will be cheaper than it, but yeah. it's really expensive. But, you know, if you've got someone who's got, you know, a nice little office block, say, in Croydon, for sake of example, yeah. and that's their pension fund, and yep. it's an asset for them, well, they're screwed because they may not have the actual funds to do all the things that they need to do in order to make that building lettable in the future, not now. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. That's not something that, that we've we've discussed on the podcast before. So so thank you for bringing it up. That's I really okay. appreciate it. Um, okay. So wh- wh- what do you think the future landscape of facilities management looks like in your opinion? Do you think it's going to change much or are we just going to carry on as we are? Well, fundamentally, it's all about the security of a building. Yep. How hot it is, how cold it is, yep. how clean it is, and is the waste being taken away? Yes. And is it leaking? Those yep. are the main things. That's never going to change. Yeah. How we do it will change. You know, are we efficient? Mm. Are we mindful of the environment? Are we mindful of the changing landscape of the office environment? Yeah. You know, we're in a beautiful service sort of office space here. Yeah. But it's now called co-working. Yeah. This is not a Regis serviced office space. No. This is just so much better. Yes. So we're going down the route of five-star hotel type stuff. Yeah. Or business lounges for airlines. Yeah. People want more. So we have to be customer service focused. And a lot of the top level people in the industry now aren't property people. They are ex-hotel, ex-airline, ex-customer service within big businesses. Because when you rock up at a reception, you want a hell of a lot more than, hi, how are you doing? What's your name? The office is up there. It's There's a beautiful coffee shop. There's the ability to charge your phone. It's, It's all a lot more. So the people I work with, we need to be an awful lot more savvy as to what we do. Yeah. Um, it's not simply just making sure that the coffee machine works. Of course, yeah. So like the client experience um, mm-hmm. element is 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 really driving yes. um, where the industry's going. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we did have, we had a conversation about this with a previous guest. And one of the questions I asked is, you know, because obviously a lot of the tech giants. Yes. Um, and this is my own interpretation. Yeah. This is what I kind of felt. Yes. Been in the industry, you know, several years Decades. myself. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too many years. Too many years, bro. <laughs> um, that a lot of this was actually driven initially by the tech giants, the, yes. you know, the Facebooks, the Googles yeah. and things like that. Um, and, you know, I think, that that's kind of now, in my view, trying to be replicated in across the industry, yeah. which I think is a great thing. I would say there are elements. I mean, I had friends mm. who used to work for Google and, and Facebook, and, you know, their offices were pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they were much cooler than the place that I used to work. Yeah. I did have an office in Soho years ago and had a bar and at a pool table. Yeah. And that was rare. Right. Whereas now, you know, think about Gen Z and millennials. They want an awful lot more. Yeah. And to get these guys and gals into work, work is an extension of their homes. Yes, giving them that and you are right it was the tech giants who were able yeah. to do that mm. we need to look at you know from a property management and facilities management perspective 
what do we do? Yeah. So we've got a building, uh, a couple of buildings down in New Malden, um, which right. is South London for everybody who doesn't know where that is. Yeah. Um, there's a massive South Korean hub. Yeah. And the ambassador is a regular an event we have down there. Really? So it's just a great place to be. But we've, the buildings we've got down there, we've adjusted because we've got smaller office spaces created. Yeah. But we've got tenant immunity spaces. So really lovely meeting rooms, yeah. yoga spaces, prayer rooms, all that yeah. good stuff, which makes the office a much better place to go. So for the facilities, running of the building takes that into account now. Yeah. Rather than you arrive, go to your office, we ignore you. Yeah. So would you say that like more creative people are entering the industry because yes. we need to be more creative about the space that we're developing definitely yeah we just need to think a little bit more about what people want yeah the best hotels know you even before you arrive yeah uh, landlords whether it be land securities british land and ourselves and derwent are just preempting what people would like so they're spending a lot of money yeah on the environment right we were really started doing it didn't they you know yeah they yeah the app. yeah um well that's been superseded by goodness only knows what amazingness in the office, which yeah. we have to offer because an occupier might be looking at another building down the road and if it's better than ours, yeah. we'll lose them. So the reality is, to a certain extent, competition is also driving this. Absolutely, because yeah. the office environment's changed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we all know the acronym TWAT, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, <laughs> didn't stand for that when I was a kid, but anyway. Exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> and people are wanting to work in a different way. Yeah, And yeah. the competition is out there. So in order to get somebody in, GlaxoSmithKline are moving from Brentford, aren't they, into yeah. mid-city. Yeah. Uh, and that's been driven by the fact that no one wants a campus environment out of town anymore. No, no. They want to come in, yeah. enjoy the vibrant West End environment or wherever you may be, yeah. great working, and then head off home, but in a smaller space. So would, do, do you think that sort of post-COVID, as, as, as we continue on this journey um, after the pandemic, that... London's going to change and it's going to probably rather because we're all expecting offices to dwindle I think mm -hmm. after the pandemic I think a lot of people thought that yeah do you think if anything we're going to start seeing more people coming into London to experience that vibrant environment as opposed to less well pre-pandemic London was was doing incredibly well with yeah. office space pre-pandemic New York wasn't you know it was suffering gi ginormous vacancy rates really that's yeah, interesting absolutely I mean New York's a great place but you know there are better places at yeah. London being one okay um, I live and work in London because I think it's the best city in the world yeah. and I've been lucky enough to live and work in other cities but I just yeah. keep coming back here we're never ever going to ditch the office because yep. people work collaboratively agreed um, people have small environments in London where they live mm. therefore the analogy when I came down here was my brother and I would go down the boozer on a Sunday yeah. for a roast. That was our living room. Yeah. During the week, the office is where you see your mates. Yeah. It's more than work. It's, you know, there might be rounders, football, running, cycling, book club, wine, yeah. cheese club, whatever, all these things we have at CLS. Right. Because it's not just coming into work. Okay. It's coming in to socialize and it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Um, and we just need to change. Yeah. We're all wearing very different clothes to what I would have been wearing 20 years ago. Agreed. Um, yeah, I'd have been in a suit. Only time we wear a suit is go to a funeral. Um, exactly, yeah. And, you know, we've changed dramatically. So the office is here to stay. Yeah. But it's just going to be a slightly different vibe. Yeah. You know, the, the mobile phone is a phone, but it yeah. has a shitload more things than the landline my grandmother had. Um, and the office has to do exactly the same. Yeah, completely agree. That's really interesting. Thank you, Brock. Okay, so just moving on to um, kind of new developments and trends, which we've kind yes. of touched on there. Um, you know, how do you stay informed about, because you seem very knowledgeable about, you know, the way the market's going. How do you stay informed about these things? 
RICS is brilliant. Um, yeah. It just gives us tons and tons of information. Also internally, you know, because we're a PLC, yeah. we need to be, well, we had a presentation actually last night at work for our results, which was great. Yeah. So that's how I was able to give you the fact about New York. Um, right. Okay. I know what our vacancy rates are. Also just being out and about. You yeah. know, I do have other colleagues who work in other industries. It's just interesting to know how they work, why they work. Just speak to your friends. You know, where do they work? Do they like it? Do they not? Yeah. What can we be doing as an occupier to encourage people? Um, right. And we also do an occupier survey on an annual basis. So we get the, the good, the bad, and the very ugly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also just get out and about and wander around buildings. Yeah. So you just know. getting out there, speaking to the team. Yes. Understanding what's going on in the marketplace. Yes. Probably networking with you. I mean, you obviously Definitely. talked about different industries. That's yeah. quite interesting. I, I yeah. don't think anybody's really said that to us before about speaking to different industries to find out how they're working and what they're doing. Well, sure. You know, you've talked about technology businesses. Yeah. So they've led the way yeah. for, I don't know, the remodeling of the office. Yeah. However, that's been taken on board by legal practices. You know, a lot of companies are moving in from Canary Wharf. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you want to get people to go and work in an office, yeah. it needs to be in a bloody good place. Yes. So all CLS offices are the best office in that environment. Right. Um, and that's why I think a lot more people want to be in the West End again. Yeah. You know, there isn't that moving to the outer regions. Yeah. It's come on in because what do you want to do after work? Yeah. Go and have a couple of pints. Yeah. Go and see some mates. There is that working from home on a Monday and a Friday. Yeah. But, you know, each to their own. Um, yeah. Just have to accommodate all of that. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken to a few people um, and they've, they've categorically said, you know, London is now dead on a Friday. You know, Thursday is the new Friday for a beer after work, to be quite frank. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, it depends where you go. Um, yeah. I really do. I mean, Monday is quiet for sure. Yes. Uh, today, reasonably busy, you know, yeah. coming in here and it's a Thursday. Yeah. Friday, you know, I would disagree with that. It, right. I, lifestyle as well yeah you know if you've got a wife and kids and you want to shoot home and see her that's absolutely fine yeah if you've got none of the aforementioned you just want to go out and see your pals you might be in town yeah it yeah. depends it really depends so the workplace is flexible yeah so we're not rigid anymore yeah um, and we need to just be mindful that anything we provide an occupier um, as i like to call them rather than a tenant because that's fairly sort of landlord and stick yeah get them in make them want to come in Right. Well, that's great advice. Thank you very much, Brock. Really Happy to help. That. Okay. So, you know, to move on to sort of something else. So mm -hmm. what lesson have you learned from a particularly difficult period in your career, you know, in facilities management? One the other day, um, I was thinking about this coming in on the tube. Yeah. I thought I'd give a current lesson. If you ever, ever go to a meeting, yeah. be bloody sure to take minutes. Right. Record. Yeah. And just reiterate with everybody what's been said. Yeah. Very occasionally that doesn't happen. Agreed. And then something comes to bite you on the bum. And yeah. I, I mean, I remember something years ago when I was at Broadgate Estates. Barry Winfield, the MD, was out for dinner with his mates. Yeah. And the security guard had taken an unauthorized coffee break. So right. he walked straight into the building. Oh. And it could have been anybody. Yeah. Um, and then I got it in the neck the following day. Right. So you've got to be absolutely on what you do. Um, you can't be complacent especially if you're running you know a multi-million pound building yeah with people in it and and yeah. all the rest of it so just you know tick the boxes um get those t's crossed and dot the i's yeah and make sure you're professional in a fun sort of way yes i like that statement in a fun sort of way yeah good stuff okay so um moving moving to your, your greatest achievements then you know what would be some of your greatest achievements in your career i think Seeing your colleagues develop, you know, looking back at people you've worked with, 
Yeah. Because you've given them an environment that they can enjoy themselves, but they can also learn. CLS, we've got a thousand pound budget per member of staff every year to go off and learn. Right. And that can be a course of their choice. Um, and I've got a couple of my colleagues going off and doing things, which is brilliant. Right. Yeah. So you sit down with them and you just listen and understand because you want to see them go forward. Yeah. I mean, I've achieved personally some quite interesting things. Yeah, go on. Uh, a multi-million pound roof terrace at 155 Bishopsgate for Bearings Bank, which involved really? closing Bishopsgate and getting trees, which we got via the Netherlands. Um, I think they come from outer Mongolia or Nepal or something like that. That was that was quite cool. Uh, so you, you brought trees over to go? We used an amazing landscape gardener. Right who brought all these trees from Nepal via the Netherlands to put on our bloody roof. Really? And yeah, the place was extraordinary. Uh, Bearings are very happy with it. Yeah. And so that that was quite cool. Yeah. Uh, what fun things have I done? I don't know. I just work with really nice people. Yeah. Achievements, getting through a day sometimes can be an achievement. I agree with you there. You know, I <laughs> I sometimes you're waking up in the morning and go, what the hell am I about to walk into? Yeah, yeah. And you get home. And you go, that was all right. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. You build it up to it. Uh, yeah, and yeah. if you work with a really great team, yeah, they're there to help you as much as you're there to help them. Oh, fantastic. So, do you, you like to mentor members of your team? Then you know, to well, I mean, I just like to look after them. Sometimes yeah. they probably say I'm a pain in the arse, and I don't. <laughs> but um, you know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. Um, so yeah, I think it's all about who you work with. Right. Okay. That's really interesting. It's, uh, what, what I find really interesting about these podcasts, it doesn't really matter who we speak to. It always yeah. comes back to people. people. Yeah. Of course. And, you know, and I think sometimes we forget that, especially because in facilities management, I actually think it's something that we do quite well, uh-huh. probably better than most industries out there. I, yes. think, I think we're exceptional at it. Um, and we don't really talk about it enough. You know, I, I really don't think that across the industry, but you know, the, the prevailing feeling is that it's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's, it's what makes that industry tick. Well, we're it's a people, people business. Yeah. Uh, years and years and years ago at Broadgate, we had the customer service director from Virgin come in and talk to us. Yeah. Purely simple. Imagine a plane. You get onto that aircraft. That crew's been formed that very morning yeah. to fly you and your family to wherever you're going. Yeah. And they've got to be nice and happy, even though they may have had a crap journey. Yeah. They might be tired. They yeah. might have had a fallout, whatever it is, but they've got to be there. And a building is exactly the same because the team's ever-changing. So what he was talking about was the way that you can just gel yeah. a sense of just delivery to individuals who might not work together all the time. Yeah. Because the end goal for us as building owners is to make sure that the occupiers are looked after, yeah. listened to, and they get a product delivered. If yeah. we go to a hotel later on and we walk in and the doorman is, hey, how are you doing? Lovely to see you, all the rest of it. Yeah. It makes us feel good. Yes. If the doorman goes, oh, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. Actually, you're not welcome here. Two fingers. You go, mm, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And buildings are about exactly as you say, people. Yeah. Teams of people. Yeah. Depending on if you've got subcontractors or contractors, whoever they are, yeah. they're coming in and they're getting shit done. Um, yeah. One interesting. I'm afraid. But. That's all right. Don't worry. There, there, there've been no bad swear words. It's all right. You're you're all you're all at tier. I have a, a favourite phrase, but I can't use it. No, I think you're at tier three swear words. At the okay, moment, great. So yes. I think you're five. Good. Okay. So when you get to that tier one, we have to start editing stuff out. We're not use the f word. <laughs> Oh, see, brilliant. So, 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 sort of sticking with that, have there been any mentors in your career that have that, that, that have helped you along? Well, I just go back to Barry Winfield. You know, yeah. when I started working at the Broadgate Estate, everything he did was about making sure the very best service was delivered. Yeah, 
the Rolls-Royce of property management, you know, the service charge role that we used to manage there was vast. Right. So rent's fine. Yeah. Service charge. You know, yeah. you're paying for the building to be maintained and looked after. And sometimes people go, why on earth am I paying all this money? And yeah. they can turn around and go, well, because we do this and this for you. Yes. And if you can show them that you're doing the this, this, and this, they're absolutely fine. Yeah. And Barry instilled the fact that, you know, if somebody asked you a question, you would get back to them. Yeah. If not immediately, give them a time frame. Yeah. If someone comes to me with a complaint, yeah. I'll be that point person who will look after it. And CBRE were very good at this as well. Yeah. You don't pass the buck. Yeah. Just always be absolutely straightforward with people. Yeah, if you be- can't give them an answer, just be honest. Yeah. Um, and Barry was very good at that. Right. And, you know, he would shout at you and uh, yeah. occasionally probably throw things. But <laughs> it taught you that he cared. Yeah. And, you know, he would walk the walk. I remember there was, funnily enough, on this very road in Holborn, one of the buildings we managed, tiny bit of fluff outside. The cleaning contractors clearly hadn't got that, but we don't pass blame, of course. Of course. And the fluff caught fire because somebody had gone out and had a cigarette and they just flicked the butt into a microscopic gap that nobody knew existed. Yeah. And there was a potentially hugely dangerous situation. Anyway, it was all dealt with. Yeah. But this was a Sunday. Right. Barry came in from out of town where he lived just to make sure everything was okay. Right. So... Don't ask someone to do something if you can't do it yourself yeah. within reason. And he was very much that kind of guy. Yeah. So I always look back at him and think, right, okay, how would he do it? Yeah, so, I mean, that's someone I would describe as a proper leader. Well, he's ex-army. Yeah, well, they're, well, they're going there. There we go, then. There we go, then. Sorry, you said you were a seaman. I mean, yeah. senior service and all that, but... Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask any more questions. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so... Moving on to yourself, what yes. things in life, yes. work or leisure, um, you know, give you the greatest satisfaction. You know, what, does, what do you like doing? Oh, I love service charges. Yeah? Uh, I'm kidding. Um, it's obviously the bane of my life, but yeah. I have to do them. I like to get things done correctly. Right. I also like to fun, um, yeah. whether that's out the office or in work. CLS has an amazing team of people who I work with. Yep. The language we use in the office could not be recorded on this podcast. <laughs> Right. Because everybody just has a bloody good time, you know. But that's it, brilliant. That's a great environment to yeah. be involved in. So that's that's kind of what I like. Mm. I've go, gone and seen companies and gone, I can't work with you yeah. because you're not my type of person. Yeah. I think we're all a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And CLS is a family business fundamentally, and it's a family of people. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I like. Yeah. Um, I also quite like to uh, think about what I'm doing or where I'm traveling to or all the rest of it. But, you yeah. know, fundamentally, it's are we all having a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what about your personal life? What do you like to, what do you like to get? Do you have any hobbies, anything like that that you like to do? Hobbies? Yeah. Well, I was a season ticket at Fulham, but I gave it up because, A, I was told I wasn't really a Fulham fan because they don't have fans. <laughs> um, and I only went four times and more people in the office used my season ticket than I did. So right. my days of supporting Fulham are over. Sorry. Um, oh, they've just built some lovely, um, they've just really turned the stadium. Beautiful cantilever yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's three and a half grand a ticket though now. So it's Is quite it? expensive. For the new one, it's off the charts. But I was in the, the cheap seats at 500 oh. quid for my season ticket. Ah, okay. Um, that's probably why I didn't go. And yeah, yeah they're just usual stuff. Yeah. You know, enjoying London. I mean, I say that as if I know it like the back of my hand, but I don't. Um, right. Having lived here for 20 years. Yeah. Getting out of London. Yeah. Not traveling on the tube when I'm sweating like a, I can't say because it's the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, usual sort of stuff. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's the end of today's podcast, Brock. Thank you. How did you find that? Painless? Absolutely loved it. Yes. Yeah. 
You've been a very interesting guest. We've really enjoyed that one. Definitely got the face for radio. No, no, I do, definitely. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have to take pictures and post them online. That's fine. I'll be reposting this all over Instagram and wherever it may need to go. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Well, look, you know, thank you very much for supporting the podcast, which is is obviously the main thing. Yes. Um, And yeah, thank you for joining us. And listeners, it's been a fantastic one. I've really enjoyed having Brock on. It's been very interesting. And some of the points you raised, you know, I I learned some things today. So thank you very much. And to all of our listeners out there, ta-ra. Ta-ra.